Okay, good morning. Here we are, another day, another walk. Miss Ripley is joining us today. Cute little chalk drawings on the street. I like living in a neighborhood with kids. Kids are fun. There we go. Computerized woman tells me that we are beginning our workout. Seems like cheating to call walking a workout, but there you go. All right, so it is a lovely morning. It's about 6.10, running a little late today, but I don't mind so much, because I'll tell you, I've hit the wall and I'm still going. Um, I got a, what, about a thousand words this morning from five to 6 a.m. And here I am on the walk. So Miss Ripley and I, we know we're doing okay. So here's the thing. You know how every year you say you got these uh, New Year's resolutions, you're gonna go to the gym and you're gonna do all that. And the resolutions will last, if you're lucky, about a month. And then you're stuck with a gym membership. Hold on, just got some beeping. Phone demands attention. What do you want, phone? Oh, it's that. Virtual assistant program, which is annoying. I think it comes up when I don't want it to more often than I actually use it. As soon as I convince myself of that, I'll be able to remove it for once and ah, once and for all. Anyway, so yeah, you come up with these big plans, and they never last long. Everybody knows it, and we do it anyway. I'm the master at that stuff. Man, I come up with these amazing big plans. And I say, I have the will to do it. And, and they're good plans. Every one of them. Strong schedules. And I peter off in like a few days. Seriously, it doesn't take very long for me to do that. I run through them like crazy. The big one is caffeine. Every so often, maybe once a year or so, I'll say, wow, I'm getting way too much caffeine. I used to have back problems. I had so much caffeine. I'm in the video game industry, so I pretty much was a six pack a day kind of guy on Mountain Dew. So that was me growing up. You know, you work a 20 hour day and then you, well, no, it's more like 16. But uh, video games are, it's a game for a young man. Eventually you say, I got a family, I got to feed, and video game money is really awful. I mean, I was a programmer, one of the highest paid groups in the video game industry, and as soon as I got out of there, I got a 50% pay bump with bonuses every year. Anyway, I'm prattling. Hey, here's another person with a dog tell what kind dog I mean person I can tell 
Um, anyway, so I come up with these big plans. And uh, like caffeine. I'll say I'm getting way too much caffeine. So puppy has now seen us. Morning. Miss Ripley is being very good. She just looks at this whatever dog. Um, anyway, so, uh, decide I'm going to cut out all caffeine, and I go cold turkey, man. I takes, I go through all the, you know, all the troubles, I weather it, the headaches, the mood swings, man, I fight through it because I say I'm getting healthy and I'm never going to do this again. Wow, that puppy ass. And then, after about three or four weeks, I say, you know what? I caffeinated beverage in weeks. I'm doing great. I feel stronger. I feel healthier. My hair is growing back. Not really, but, you know, you get that kind of, I'm never going back to that again. I'm getting more sleep out of my sleep. I'm doing great. Then, one month later, you're thinking, I am doing so great that I don't think caffeine even affects me anymore. So, you figure, what's the harm? One Coke. Hey. You figure, I'm just gonna have a little drink, because I remember it used to taste really good. And I know it's not gonna affect me because I'm not addicted to it anymore. And you do, you have one drink. You say, see, I can do that. I'm not addicted, and that's why I had one drink. And then, a few days later, you have another one, because you already know you're not addicted. A week later, you're having a drink every day. Coke is, is mine. Actually, any cherry caffeinated beverage. Cherry Coke, Cherry Pepsi. I actually think I prefer Cherry Pepsi if I've given the choice, but I don't normally have that. I think that's one of those 50s things. People expect Cherry Coke, but they don't expect Cherry Pepsi. Barky the dog is about a couple hundred paces behind us. I feel bad because I thought I thought they were walking in a different direction, so we'd just pass him and it would be cool. But apparently, his handler was being very nice and letting us walk past. So, I shall use her kindness to spur me on to continue walking. And so will you, Miss Ripley. I just know she's gonna stop any second now. And that other dog is going to come catch us. And anyway. So yeah. I'm that kind of person. year, I drop all caffeine. And within a month, I'm doing two five-hour energies a day. And a Coke for lunch. So, I know that about myself. I know I do that kind of stuff. So when I said... I got a new plan. The new plan was all-encompassing. New plan had 
I'm gonna get up every morning, 5 a.m., an hour earlier than normal. This is my plan. I'm going to start writing as soon as I get up. Minute one, I grab my uh, laptop, I go downstairs and I start writing, by God. No internet, no email. I'm just writing. And I'm gonna get at least a thousand words every day. And then after that, after that hour, I go upstairs, I get into my clothes, which are basically casual clothes. And then I say, I'm gonna go walk two miles with the pup. And, uh, oh, also, no more than 1,800 calories. I'm going to watch my calorie count. And I'm going to record my walks. And I'm going to post them. And that's going to keep me honest. And I know enough about me to know I do that for a few days. And then I stop. So, that's why, in part, I have the morning walk because I want you, faithful listener, to keep me honest. And I got a huge ego boost yesterday. Because I'll tell you something, the thing with creatives, particularly podcasts, is it's very, 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 very lonely. I mean, it's probably not so much if you're in one of those into the blender or beyond the wall, that kind of thing. But I imagine I mean, where you've got other people and you say, we're putting this together, we are putting it together as a group. But I imagine that Murr, when she started I Should Be Writing, kind of felt silly at, at first. Kind of got the feeling that I anybody's even listening. So I know I got that. I did the morning walk thing. I really like what Nathan's done with it, and I wanted to uh, use this idea that people are counting on me to get up and stick to the plan, even though in the back of my head I knew there's probably nobody listening. But I was cool with that, because what if there's just one person? What if I'm letting someone down? What if someone's counting on me? I can't let them down. I must walk. And of course the walk is tied to everything else. I can't do the walk if I haven't written my thousand words. That'd, that'd be ridiculous. That's not the plan. So. Oh, so the ego boost. Like I said, I put this together. I don't edit it is something that I got from Nathan. I think it's a really good idea, even though I don't know what the weird distortion is. There's some weird digital distortion on this recorder. Seems to do it at the beginning and the end, but not in the middle. Don't know why. Anyway. Wow. This guy totally misses the purpose of a stop sign. Okay. That thing you are currently parked on is called walkway. Crosswalk. It's for things other than cars. Dang. You know, I was going to be not judgmental today. 
No catty jokes. I was gonna be good. Wasn't gonna make any jokes about people. And then that guy had to go and park on the crosswalk right in front of me. <sighs> people, I tell you. Mostly me. Mostly me, people. Oh, ego boost. Right. So, like I said, I'm doing this fully expecting that not a single rational person would actually want to listen. Totally cool with that. And uh, the first day, first one I posted, a friend of mine said, Hey, this is really cool, although the poo bag stuff was a little weird. And it was like, wow, somebody actually listened. There's a certain amount of responsibility there. And so that was kind of cool. But you know, it's one guy and it's my friend. That's sort of like, you know, when your mom buys your book. It's like, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it, I guess. I mean, I do, but yeah. So then uh, yesterday, I uh, posted the next episode, and somebody came back with, is there ever going to be an RSS feed? And it was just like, wow, somebody's taking this seriously. Obviously not me. So, uh, so yeah, I was mighty chuffed by that. Speaking of which, i got to put together the RSS feed when I do this one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe a pet project for me, maybe just something to keep me honest while I'm walking, or keep me walking, so that I don't lapse into the caffeine coma that I normally do. But, uh, but for somebody else out there, this is a going concern. People take it seriously. And, uh, and I'm honored and surprised. So, see how we're doing. My GPS has been not great recently, so computer lady has not been terribly accurate. She's had me climbing all over rocks and trees and things to believe the G uh, GPS. All right, so, about 0.8 miles. Astute listeners will remember that yesterday, following the GPS, I walked one mile and then found a clever roundabout to make a circuit heading back home, which it turns out was like way shorter. It was a serious, uh, was a serious shortcut. So I ended, jipping, ended up jipping myself out of about half a mile's walk. So I felt kind of dumb about that. Not today, baby. Not today. Today in Miss Ripley, we're going the whole two miles. As soon as we hit one mile, turn and... I was in a weird mood yesterday. 
as a manic depressive you come to lost mood because kid those moments meant bouncing off the wall saying whatever popped into my head sounding like an idiot sorry wow that was creepy there was a beagle behind us I want to say beagle and uh, I didn't see it coming because they were climbing over a hill and Miss Ripley didn't see it coming beagle saw us though beagle saw us started baying immediately bolted rightly so because she was spooked she's a cocker spaniel she gets spooked by lamps so now the beagle is following us at about 50 paces miss ripley can't walk five feet without turning around and checking and it's going to make turning around and walking back that much harder because we're going to have to pass by the beagle lady so yeah come on we're very nervous our little tail is no longer wagging it is tucked deep within recesses where no one need to see. Let's see how we're doing. Nine miles. So very turn around the lady up <sighs> let's see so because when you're a kid it means you're bouncing off the walls but when you're an adult you have energy and sometimes it doesn't make complete sense there's creatures like that alright that's one mile I don't care whether the lady says it or not alright come on Miss Ripley we're coming up here. Hello, puppy. We have successfully circumnavigated the beagle. All right, so, uh, so yeah, being in a weird mood as an adult is a lot funnier. I mean, SNL on their best day can't keep track of a manic depressive with a, with an odd mood. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, had an additional burst of happiness because I got my pre-order done on Invito Rex. This makes it like really real, you know? We're, uh, we've got the words down. They have been edited. They have been, you know, gone over and over and over. 
and now we are ready to go. Smashwords has a version that they are going to give people on, what is it, December 4th? Just in time for your holiday shopping. Because God knows everybody buys $5 ebooks for Christmas. Damn it. Really try not to be cynical here. Alright, um, anyway. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have the pre-order done. Because I've got something else I can promote. I can, uh, it's basically getting this book done. I have literally had this book written all year. And between trying to get the Kickstarter going, and then getting the Kickstarter going, and getting editor, and and to be honest, I just haven't been doing anything with it. It's part of the joy behind this big plan. Just wanna keep doing something. A little bit every day. It's the only way to get stuff done. So, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I get the pre-order done and that makes it real. It's like seeing your name in the phone book. I'm a real person. First time you pay taxes. All right, maybe not. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I should, if I keep, keep up my schedule, if I keep with the plan, I should have all of Envito Rex made into a, uh, audio book by, gosh, at least the end of November. I'm hoping for mid-November, but at least by the end. And, uh... After that, I can put that up on Amazon, and uh, well, as soon as I got the patio book done for Invito Rex, I really need to get the patio book done for Discount Miracles. <sighs> Don't know what happened with Discount Miracles. I like the story, but it just really didn't go anywhere. Right now, my number one bestseller is Tumblr. Coming hot on its heels, being about a year later, is Hidden Institute. Way, way down in the, wait, didn't he write another book area, is Discount Miracles. And I thought, at the time, part of the reason that uh, Hidden Institute wasn't doing as well as Tumblr was because I had a really amazing professional artist doing the art for Tumblr, whereas I put together some free clip art for Hidden Institute. Now, I am not arguing in favor of free clip art covers. I'm just saying it was something I did, and honestly, it was a kick-ass cover. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Lowell uh, put together most of that. Did a great job. But uh, Hidden Institute just never, just never took off the way Tumblr did. 
And so I thought, well, it must be the cover. And then, on Discount Miracles, I went back to the Hugo Award-winning artist that I'd worked with on, uh, on the... If he could do... And he did. And it was all doing even worse than Hidden Institute. So, you know, you a couple of years, you look at it and you go like, what the hell? And uh, I think we can say Hidden Institute didn't do as well as Tumblr because Hidden Institute had a bit of a crappy cover. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other factors involved, but I'm just basically trying to treat completely different storylines as though they were the same book, which is pointless, but, you know, there's art and there's business, and as a businessman, you have to look at the widgets and see what you can do to make things as much like the selling one without compromising the artist. So, anyway, you look at Hidden Institute, say it didn't sell as well as Tumblr, that might have been the cover. You look at Discount Miracles, and it sells like a bare fraction of what Hidden Institute sold. And you say, that is not because of the cover. We've got Cheyenne Wright doing the cover for that one. It is not the fault of the cover. And don't give me this, oh, the uh, self-published books have no kind of editing because that one had a professional editor working. I mean, a person who edits every day for a living gets up in the morning and she edits. That's all she does all day. So, yeah, paid money for a professional editor, and I paid money for a professional award-winning artist, and the book just basically tanked. I'm just really glad I didn't offer to pay any of them in, like, a percentage. At least all of the success or failure can be blamed on me. So anyway... So then I'm looking at it, I'm saying, well, what's the difference then? What made, all right, what made Tumblr and Hidden Institute different? It was the cover and completely different stories, but we're pretending like that doesn't matter. What made the two of them so much staggeringly more successful than the third? The answer is patiobooks.com. That's the only difference once you take away the actual subject matter. Because let's face it, every one of my stories is different. Hidden Institute is completely different from uh, Tumblr and Discount Miracles is completely different from either of the other two. No shared characters, no shared universe, although the argument could be made that they're all in the same universe because they're completely different parts of our timeline. I mean, Tumblr could happen in a hundred years. And Hidden Institute could happen in three or four hundred. Discount Miracles could happen in about a thousand. And those are separate enough that we could say they're all from the same timeline. But I'll be honest, I haven't done any attempts to tie them in 
have somebody the great-great-grandson of Libby Carter or something like that. Partially because that gives me the opportunity to, like, blow up the earth in one of them if I want to. I vaguely considered doing that in the sequel to Tumblr. And yes, I actually wrote a sequel to Tumblr, but I don't like it. I think it was a NaNoWriMo project, much like the others. But, uh, yeah, really not happy with it. So, um, at some point I'm going to go back, find what bits are good, what bits aren't, start putting together the asteroid war. Because let's face it, the end of Tumblr has a real rags to riches feel, and the ending is basically leaves you in an almost unbelievable position. Well, listening to some of the reviewers, entirely unbelievable. I love that. You know, when I was writing Tumblr, I was trying to do a Heinlein novel, yes. But I'm not a scientist, not that kind of scientist. I mean, he actually was like a mechanical engineer or something. And I got all kinds of respect for him, but I know I don't have that. I'm a computer scientist. You get me started on, you know, function decorations. I can talk your ear off. But gravity, I apparently suck at. But I was okay with that. Because when I was reading Heinlein, it didn't worry me. I didn't care about it being, you know, hard science. (coughs) That wasn't the part of Heinlein that I enjoyed. The part of Heinlein that I got from him was the characters. And when you read his writing, not, I mean, his writing about writing, you read, he tells you, you couldn't do The Roads Must Roll and only talk about the tech. You had to have that terrorist plot or else the story just didn't work. You had to have people. You had to have people running into each other, running into problems. It's not about the tech, it's about how people interact. And so for me, when I wrote Tumblr, I didn't worry about the science. I mean, I tried to get it right, but I didn't worry about it. But, oh man, my readers did. And let me tell you, if I had not spent 10 years making military sims, well, five years making military sims, another five making other video games, but if I hadn't spent five years with the military sim crowd, seeing how seriously they take it, I would have probably been crushed by those reviews. But as it is, I've seen people give death death threats over having the wrong kind of ailerons for this kind of plane. So when I got the review, my first one-star review on Tumblr, it was a great story, but very unscientific. When I got that one-star review, I was like, yes! I was so happy. I was over the moon. 
because that is exactly where I was going. If I'm going to get a one-star review, it's going to be from someone who says this is a great story. And I don't care if they say it's unscientific because it was pretty unscientific. But they knew. Great story. All right, so coming up on my block now, just about to end our little walk. So I'm going to take a picture of Miss Ripley so that I can put it with the podcast. Give me a second, Miss Ripley. Sit. Go puppy. Stay. Sometimes the hardest thing to find can be the camera. There we go. I've even got an Android, so from the lock screen, stay. Stay. Good puppy, stay. Sit, stay. Ripley. Good girl. Good puppy. Oh, she's. She's nervous about everything. All right, and off we go. So, what were we talking about? I mean, I remember talking about Tumblr, and scientific, and uh, this guy, Nobilis, and I, Peter Graham. Those who was like, man, I can't even get through Tumblr. I, I, I had to put it away. The science drain, apparently. And I don't think more of the Star Wars than the, uh, you know, more than real science fiction. I put in a lot of things that found science. I guess I'd start no babble better than some. But uh, even I knew the gravitational stuff didn't work away in some places. But I, you know, I was more interested. I, I mean, for instance, I had the asteroid with uh, the shed on it spinning in the dark. And I said that it was spinning so fast it created its own gravity. And no, that's not gravity. That's centripetal, centripetal, whatever that is. That's the other force. And it wouldn't pull you in. It would pull. And you know what? I'm not even going to describe why I'm wrong because I know I'm going to get wrong when I describe how I'm wrong. Either way, I knew it was wrong. But little prince. And I was picturing how someone from the little crap got screwed much as the little prince may have loved it I got screwed actually I'm not sure he did it's been a long time I basically just had that Im- image in my head of the key flying in space anyway for me it was more important to make that that imagery sorry I didn't man anyway so I was at Balticon this one year uh, uh, oh, and uh, we were sitting in a group, and one of the people in our group was an actual, honest-to-God, NASA engineer, rocket engineer. Another person in our group had worked at NASA for 30 years, I don't and, and there was this, uh, and so then there was this computer programmer who was saying, like, well, it's like this, and, and then the, uh, you mad at me. 
I don't know. Asking for permission. So that'd be fun. Um, yeah, haven't asked anybody's permission. Whatever. Anyway, the uh, rocket scientist says, well, actually, what you're talking about is not uh, geosynchronous orbit. It's geostatic orbit or something. And she started to describe it. And then the computer programmer jumps in and goes, actually, it's more like this. And then I interrupted him and said, whoa, 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 wait. I'm sorry, Laura. And I just said her name. Her name. Damn it. Not. Let me suggest if you want. Anyway, so uh, computer scientist tried to jump back in, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Excuse me. I believe the computer telling us about physics. He would know." But they liked it. Oh, because he hates my science. Because not for that story. Story. With here we are, back at home, picking tonnage and spin, and we'll this tomorrow. Oh, don't let me need And I will see you guys.